I'm Osher Ginsberg. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, you are on the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. Hi, I'm Georgia Love, and you're listening to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know. I skipped three years worth of lectures just to binge watch awful shows. There must be some scholarship for accruing worthless knowledge. It's my only talent, honey. That and losing money. Let your excess hex debts rest and then just join us while we start on our bachelor. Bachelor. Hello, welcome to Bachelor of Hearts. I'm Kelly Dawn Helmerick and I've got my two best friends in the whole entire world, unless my actual best friends are listening, then <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> and that's so much pain. Max Quinn and Xavier Rubetsky Noonan. Hello. hello. Hi. Hey. Um, I'd like to say hello to all of my friends on whatever level they are on the hierarchy that I've arbitrarily ascribed to them. Mm. Not going to go into detail on mic or off. Here is how I'm going to do it. Xavier Kelly, up here, tier. Wait, is that in order? Yeah. Wow! Xavier yeah! Kelly, oh you re- I don't care. Fuck it. And then uh, underneath that, everyone else fall oh, into wow. line. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Time to step up, everyone else. That's it. You know, uh, my friendship is hard one, and you guys are the hardest of hard. I am. Yeah, you could. I'm make gonna that, cry. Could... I'm gonna do that little. <laughs> I figured out how to do reactions on Skype, so I'm gonna do the. Here we go. Oh, oh yeah. But it's oh. happy. Um, okay, cool. Because that face looked very worried. Oh, wait, no, I figured. I figured it out. There's. Oh, the there it is. <laughs> wow. Well, this is great for our listeners. <laughs> Um, Kelly, we missed you. You weren't here last week. I can't remember why. Oh, I had a bad day. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, uh, it happens. Arbitrarily, many of us have had a, had those. But, yes. you know, the podcast show certainly goes on in your in absentia of Kelly. Mm. Did you play the song or are we going to play it now? It's the root. Well, it's the Just put it yeah, in. Yeah, we'll oh, just put it's it in. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's an editing I've thing. I've got yeah. a confession. Uh-oh. Oh yeah. It's is it Nickelback related? Wait, uh, or is that no. Foo Fighters? That's Literally, who does that? Foo song? Fighters. <laughs> Fucking hell. All right, sorry, Kelly. Go on. Um, that I only dip in and out of doing the podcast to hear that song when I return the next <laughs> week. <laughs> <laughs> it is a banger. It is certainly a hit. Yeah, um, I remember. Um, when Shooter was telling me about it for the first time, I was like, <laughs> this is not going to go well. But to his credit, he's really performed a feat of excellence. He's it's really... on the Aria charts, isn't it? I think it is on the Aria mm. charts. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's these up days... there with Amy Shark. 
These days you don't have to do quite as much as you used to <laughs> to get up there. As evidenced by Kelly's band. Oh <laughs> <my> <laughs> God. Uh, no, you guys are wonderful. And uh, yeah. I class you all amongst the very best of my friends who are all on a pretty level playing field mm. as far as I'm willing to publicly talk about. No. No, no, no. You no, don't no, think no. so? You're going to have to... Um, we're putting the pressure on here. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do that to you, actually. No. You know what? Like, no, we're too I good a friend, Zavi. To we're do too it. good a friends for you to even consider doing such a thing as ranking all of your friends in order and putting me first. Well, I just put my friends in order of who has done more episodes of this podcast. And so, unfortunately... <laughs> ah! And it's nothing personal. Okay. Yeah, it's nothing personal. Uh, shout <laughs> out to Zavi's third best friend, Eilish Gilligan and Brody <laughs> Lancaster, Tide. Tide. Yes, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Are we well, missing anyone? Oh, Asha. And oh, George. Yeah. Oh, George Love, in fact, is one of my very best friends. <laughs> I think even maybe higher up than Kelly. <laughs> Technically speaking. <laughs> and I have uh, to count my girlfriend whose ideas I steal a lot of the time. Oh, that's she great. sort of technically will make an appearance in the fact that, you know, she says something funny and I decide you to repeat just it. Steal oh, it. my God, that's Lord. Good. I do that too. Not to my significant other because I'm going to die alone. But <laughs> I watch The Bachelorette with my friends um, and I write down the funny jokes they say sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to Nicole and Sam who yeah. are feeding oh. me through all their uh, smartness. See, without them, I sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's good. We've got like a writing team. Yeah, you know? yeah. we've got a whole group of people <laughs> behind us. Yeah. Uh, it was a big week too for uh, all of our writers to get to work on. We had a lot of physical aggression this week. Oh, we, had we did. Robert finally being punished for being a bit of a possessive shit cunt. And then mm-hmm. uh, Todd also emerging as the true star that he is. Yes, you could say that a star has been born in a way and I'm not going to talk about that again (laughs) 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 and that joke already Uh, and I've got much more up to date movie references to make this do you know that they initially cast Shooter in that movie instead of Bradley Cooper is that so I thought (laughs) that Shooter was like a pseudonym for Bradley Cooper oh Mm, because in American Sniper yes he had a gun. I haven't seen it, but I think so, right? <laughs> you know, I watched a movie this week. Oh, this is going to be a great episode. It's going to be a really good is movie. Is that a tease okay. or are you going to go into some detail right now? No, I want to go into it right now because okay. it's a love movie. We talk about love on this podcast. Oh. Yeah. The movie is called, um, I can't remember what it was called, The Holidays Calendar or The Holiday Calendar. It's a new Christmas movie that's come out on Netflix. The okay. Holiday. It's a Nancy Myers movie oh. with Jack Black. Oh, good, and, good, good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is that what you're Jude talking Law. about? No, I watched no, The no. Holiday Calendar. It's about oh. a magical um, Christmas calendar that comes... What is it? Advent calendar that uh-huh. comes to life? Truly. The calendar comes to life, yeah, Max? Yeah, and it predicts oh the God. future. Last Christmas, Xavier and I, um, we had movie Christmas movie nights. Yes. And I used, to, I used to make ho- uh, peppermint hot chocolate. Well, that's very cute. It was very nice. What did we watch? Did we watch Grammys? We no. watched Gremlins. Yeah, we did. We oh, watched Gremlins yeah. and something else. But... Um, Remember, because I used to blast the aircon on so we could have hot chocolate. <laughs> That's right. Very hot. Very hot at this time of the year. And Especially no one would last want, summer. Yeah, no one would want to drink the hot chocolates. 
and I would get really sad. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to get in so much trouble from our audience because we had a Halloween episode last week and we've already turned over into Christmas. We've We're oh like no. a shopping right centre. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lot like a shopping centre when you think about it. Mm. Uh, Life's like a box of... Oh, sorry, go on. Full of nice things. Yep. Um, uh, it costs a lot of money and... Um, and looks cleaner than it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very, very good. Which of your friends wrote that one? What? <laughs> Which of your friends wrote that one? I wrote that for myself, actually. It was very good. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Um, it was like that That piece of writing is up there with like um, uh, Xavier... Like it's up there with like dun, this one. Oh yeah, it's up there with that. Yeah, that yeah. joke could be on the higher charts. Kelly, before we jump into what happened this week, did you have any thoughts that you wanted to get out of the way about last week? Because I know you weren't here last like, week. Well, yeah. like for example, like the thing with the avocado. Like oh. I'm not. I'm putting you on the spot. I know, but I just thought like you might feel bad if you realize that. We got to the end of this week and you'd never mentioned it. I, <laughs> like, surely someone told him that that's what needed to be done and really set up Ivan to make that awful mistake. You're right. Yeah, this is kind of what like, we talked about. Yeah. Like, it was intentional, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's what you said. What did, what, what did you guys say about it? Well, it's weird that you don't know because you hadn't listened Isn't to it. Isn't that interesting? I haven't listened to that. <laughs> Wow, that's odd. Yeah. <laughs> no, we said that uh, there was definitely the case to be made that it was intentional for someone who was wanting a bit of screen time and who was oh, also yeah. looking to be starred in a feature film that doesn't Like, exist, he just so. wanted to be famous. Oh, yeah. And I think also he was kind of trying to sabotage the bill date. Oh, yeah, now, that's right? true, yeah. That's funny. It's smart. It's good strategy yeah. if you think about like it. I feel like maybe that's the case, but they just edited uh, edit. I can never say that fucking <laughs> word. It's all right. It's not important to the TV show. Oh, that's interesting. What a, Something I've just noticed is I posted a, a, a bit of a hype Instagram of Kelly being on the podcast, and I've posted it to the uh, my band, Self Talk. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, look who's just back. <laughs> oh, my God. Keep it there, please. <laughs> I'm going to have to report that, I think. <laughs> keep I think it there, please. Inappropriate. Uh, please I'll see if I can get it. myself taken <laughs> off Instagram. If I wasn't already dripping with sweat and bright red from this <laughs> fucking disgusting heat. It is brutal, isn't it? Yeah. Guess All what? Right. I'm in jeans, boots, and a long sleeve tee. Oh my God. I'm in two different shades of acid wash. Of course you are. That's mm. what I'm in. Xavi is in um, maroon pants. Mm, five of them. Um, yeah, five pairs of maroon <laughs> pants. And nothing else. I don't understand why people don't like this part of the podcast, but... No, I agree, yeah. The part that gets cut out? Yeah, people love it. <laughs> <laughs> people love the part I edit out. Wait, this this week's segment of What Are You Wearing brought to you by... Uh, what are you, Stussy this week, Ke- Kelly, I assume? Oh, yes! Thank you for noticing. Mm. <laughs> uh, it's actually okay. Stussy, but that's okay. Okay, sorry. I come from Ballina and we don't have culture there. Let's dive into our recap of what happened this week on the telly, beginning with our recap of The Bachelorette Australia, season four. Oh, Australia. Australia. Sorry, I had to double back. Sorry. Yeah. Season four, episode seven. Right? Apparently, Robert has asked to speak to Ali. That's enough. Excuse me? That's enough. Oh, no. Oh, what if I you just did it? <laughs> what if Max just did it? 
I could definitely do this. Hit me. Okay. This is going to be great. We're going to get through one block of this. All right. It's a paragraph, Max. Okay. Uh, well, look, some of us uh, write in paragraphs. Some of us, Xavier, think in entire blocks. What are you, Lego? Got him. Got him. I've been zinged. I don't feel comfortable with this, with this, but do you know what? What are you, Dracula in Hotel Transylvania? There it is. Yeah, bitch. Oh, I feel bad for using that word. Mm, I shouldn't fine. be allowed to do the color commentary. You got me. I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> All right, ready? Kelly, what's going to happen is that I'm going to read the first paragraph of the recap because Xavier thinks I can't, and I think I can. I'm just okay. curious to see what happens. All right. Apparently, Robert has asked to speak to Ali, so she heads to the mansion to see what's up. Straight away, he's like, oh, I like your jacket. Interesting, right? Yeah. The jacket thing comes up again. The yeah. clothing thing. That. The fashion boy. More and more and more. And it is interesting that we see later in this episode a date that maybe was designed with Robert in mind. Mm. Mm. Robert tells Ali that he feels at the mercy of the gods, like he's Hercules or something. And Ali says, you're at the mercy of me and our connection. I am your god now. Bow before me. Which, I mean, I don't necessarily recall those exact words being spoken, but Xavier, it does appear that you've taken some creative license here. I've written that into the little... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just to know. Anyway, after quickly conforming that... uh, Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Wow! Who's the big shot now? Anyway, after quickly confirming that she still wants Robert in the competition, they rejoin the group, where Robert tells the other men that he had his bags packed and was ready to go. But now, after being reassured by Ali, he's going to stay. Ali is immediately incensed... Now, do you see that where I changed the word that you had down there uh, and just kind of improved your script a little bit? You, you think incensed? Well, incensed is a better, stronger word than unimpressed? Yes. And he's back in the bad books. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. So, what do we think of this here that happened with Robert? <laughs> oh, shit. I have to do your bit? Yeah. Oh, God. I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who cares? Kelly, what did you God, think of this thing where Robert was like. You missed my cl- sending you the clap emoji on Skype. Oh, oh there it is. I'm getting oh. it, and it's beautiful. Thing is, Thank it's you not, so it's much. It's not a, like a round of applause emoji. It's more <laughs> no. of like a let Xavier do the bit he knows how to do and let Max so, do the bit he knows how to do emoji. I'm so confused about this Rob thing. Yeah. Like, mm. I don't quite understand. It's like almost, did you have the sense that they wanted to keep him around to edit him in this, like, you know, quote unquote metrosexual like <laughs> joke. Yeah, yeah. Kind like it, I mean, it comes up every episode. Yeah. So All there must be a reason. It. Yeah. There is that, and then there's also maybe he was kept around. Like maybe just Ali didn't get off on him from the start uh, as much as the edit portrayed that she sort of did. Yeah. And mm. we had this sort of like talk up edit where she's like, "Who's this fashionable man?" Yeah. And it allows you. Like body blow, body blow, body blow, body blow, knockout punch here with, yeah. uh, mm. you know, as you slowly chip away at the veneer of this uh, hunk. That's yes. beautiful, Max. Thank you. Now, I have um, a little bit of conspiracy talk to go into. Would you like to do it now with Robert or would you like yeah. to go into it later? Yes, Great. please. Okay, cool. So this involves American sports. You still okay. in? <laughs> okay, Great. you're losing I'm me. I'm out. <laughs> okay, here we go, Wait, audience. which American sport? Okay, basketball. All right, I'm slightly... I'm bouncing back, as bouncing you might say. Quite, quite back towards us. I'm further right. away. <laughs> oh, dear. Kelly, <laughs> you're cutting out. <laughs> All right, so I thought that what was really interesting during this conversation was that Ali 
kept telling Robert to sort of trust the process because Robert's saying, I need all this reassurance. Mm. And Ali's saying, look, you've just got to trust me and you've got to trust the process that we're going through. Mm -hmm. Now, trust the process is a really interesting slogan because it has been popularized in the last two or three years by uh, Sam Hinkie, who was the former general manager of a basketball team in Philadelphia called the 76ers. His strategy was really interesting because what he did was he decided that his team would lose in order to acquire good players. And so this team was losing and losing and losing and losing. And the media were like, what the fuck's up? And he's like, you've just got to trust the process. Now, so I this is kind of like the movie and musical The Producers. Somewhat. Where you can make more money with a flop than a hit. Wow. That's exactly mm. it. Yeah, I'm just getting the other half of the Venn diagram. This is good. Yeah, we're getting both here. So he's like, eventually we'll be able to make more money and be more successful we just have to be terrible for a few years first, which is a revolutionary strategy. No one's ever done in American sports before. He is eventually fired because this doesn't really work for a few years. I was going to say, it's kind of like the opposite of what we do with this podcast, yeah. where we do perfect episode after perfect episode yep. and never make any money at all. Mm, ever at all. So what eventually ends up happening here is that Sam Hinkie gets fired. So what happens is that he gets replaced by a man named Brian Colangelo, who comes in... And he's the opposite of the process. He basically doesn't trust what's going on. He reaps the reward of all of this other man, Sam Hinkie's hard work. And all the time is sort of like working to undo it, questioning everything that's going on, outwardly causing distractions for his team. Now, remember that last name? What was his last name? Rob, uh, Brian Colangelo? Colangelo. Now, and he was almost doing the opposite of trusting the process. Ali is saying to Robert, trust the process. Robert's surname? It's fucking Colangelo. Whoa! Whoa! Ow! Oh my god. I don't quite follow what you were saying. Yeah. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> Long um, story short, did the basketball man make a pasta sauce? Uh, that's exactly that's exactly what happened. A basketball man pa made a pasta sauce. No, what happened was that the basketball man didn't trust the process, and his surname was Colangelo. And Robert is not trusting the process, and his surname is Colangelo. Right. No one's trusting the process. And you've you just know what, though, a bit I of a don't slam trust dunk. the process, and my last name isn't Colangelo. That's a very valid point, Kelly. Yeah, Dawn Colangelo. <laughs> Wow, it was right there in front of us this whole time. It was time. right in front of our noses, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Mm. That's fascinating. And I'm now Max has talked enough for one episode. I so certainly I'm have. Got to, got to let you go, Zabie. I'm going to have to read the thing now. So the men arrive at a basketball... No, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Um, the men arrive at a movie prop warehouse for a group date where they meet up with Ali, Osha, and a woman in a Dance Central Sydney t-shirt. And they're going to be filming a music video. Um, we learn that Ali has a history of ballet and jazz ballet dance, and we learn that Charlie absolutely hates dancing for some reason, and we also think back on Ivan's dismissal uh, uh, just one week ago and think, that's a bit fucking unfair, isn't really it? really could have been a breakout performance for Ivan. Yes, because like his big dream is to be a dance man. On TV. On TV. <laughs> and then here we are. Um, on the dance date. The frustrating thing also uh, here is that it is a dance-themed, music video-themed date, but unfortunately, unlike we saw on The Bachelorette, I think, two years ago, yes. we are not creating an original piece of music that we can play in the podcast. It's such a shame that there's not a rap that goes along with this. Right. Um, we also see what I believe is the first in-the-moment interview with Daniel, 
the um, the ghost who's haunting the mansion, mm. um, who really makes it count, in my opinion, by saying that he finds dancing to be a bit awkward unless he gets a few drinks into him. <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. I mean, he's okay. saying okay. what we're all thinking, you know what okay. I mean? <laughs> Here's the question, though. With yeah. When he says, like, get a few drinks into him, do you think he means, like, when he, they put the drinks right and they go right into his ghost body? Like, mm-hmm. it goes straight through? <laughs> at this point, though, it does have to be considered that he's the favourite to win extra time with Ali at this point, though, right? Don't you think? Uh, you mean on this day? Yeah. I guess so, just he, by the fact that we've seen him. We've seen him, but also, this is a dance date, mm. and he is one of the dance Mm. He's one of the dance Wow, that thought had not occurred to me at all That's Mm. a great point Thank you So, yeah, there are a handful of, like, themed scenes in this video There's a detention room There's a 50s diner And there's, quote, the love jungle (laughs) (laughs) Disparate elements Let's see how they all Isn't that what they call your bedroom, Max? That's... Yeah, that is, um, and it's really interesting that Xavier and I are recording the podcast there right now, live from the Love Jungle. (laughs) People don't know this about um, Max's room, but uh, they also call it fucking Foot Locker, because there's tons of (laughs) single shoes Uh, hanging on the wall. But only one! Where's the other pair? In the boxes. These are just the ones that I like to look at. This is good stuff. Mm. Um, We learn the shocking truth that Patty didn't care about school that much. <laughs> <laughs> and we learned that Charlie started a lot of arguments with his teachers. Wow. Another jaw-dropper. Uh, we learned that Todd looks very good in leather um, in the, in the 50s diner thing. Yeah. Doesn't he? Oh, my God. It takes, a, like, it takes a special kind of dude to be able to pull that look off. I know I tried for a short while. Did you really? Uh, in like I, I owned a leather jacket in like 2000 and. 13. Was I around for this? Nah. I feel like I knew you. I think that it might have been in my cupboard, but I hadn't quite like. Oh, you didn't want to bring it out in front of me. Yet. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah, I've got a I've friend. got a leather jacket. Yeah, really? but you can pull it off. You're a you're a um a you. rock punk rocker wizard. Yes. Mm. Um, I I think like I reckon he's a leather jacket wearer outside of the um oh, mansion because he's you got could a be nose right. ring. He's got his little nose ring. Yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a bit of a bad boy. Yeah. It's funny because there's some actual bad boys on this mm. on this show, but like Todd's kind of a bit of a rebel just for kicks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he's been doing it probably since like no, no. You don't want me to? Okay, fine. Keep going. Um, Ali is also massively, massively impressed when Todd asks her how she's doing. <laughs> Oh, my God. Because no one else thought to do it. Right. That's a direct quote from the episode. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there are plenty of men here who could have asked. I didn't realize that they had choreographed a limbo into their dance routine, (laughs) but it's pretty clear that the bar's very low for Ali here. You know what I'm saying? Kelly, when was the last time that a man asked you how you were? Well, this is something that I was was about to get really angry about, right? Because um, I date a bit. Sure. All right. And humble brag. It's a <laughs> humble brag. No, but it's it's a problem that I come across a lot where I'll be engaging in a conversation with someone and then like 10, 20 minutes would have passed and they haven't asked me how I am or what I'm doing. Mm. Oh, so the return of serve um, in conversation where they answer the question about themselves, but yeah. they don't ask you your opinion on the same question. Yeah. This is something that happens a lot, and I really I felt for Ali in this moment, and I think it's gonna um, give Todd a lot of brownie points. 
Okay, Kelly, just because it's now starting to worry me, please tell us how you are. Are you doing okay? Is everything all right? Because we've been I... talking for quite a while at this point. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, I'm glad to hear it. That's good to know. <laughs> I'm okay because I have friends like Max and Xavier who don't even ask and I just tell them everything that's wrong with me. That is the the real truth. And uh, yeah, don't worry. Me and Max are fine. Thanks, (laughs) Kelly. (laughs) Thanks a lot. I always ask after about an hour of uh, my own problems. No, you do ask. That's true. You do. I'm just being stupid. I'm going to cry. Where's the cry emoji? (laughs) <laughs> I know I did the wrong one <laughs> oh, Yeah, there it is uh, We also see Tate in a loincloth And then also we see Daniel in a safari suit Who sort of just pervs on them through binoculars And then also he wrangles a plastic crocodile Which sort of looks like he's fucking it And then yeah. they go to an outbreak Because it looks like he's fucking a crocodile It's a bit humpy, isn't it? And what do you do at that point, really? Is it the same crocodile that... Uh, was it the crocodile that Brit almost caught, or nah? Oh, I wonder. The one that nearly caught her, you mean? Yeah, that the one particular that one. ended up with a um, string in its mouth? Yeah, mouthy stringy. Yeah. I think they called him. I'm pretty sure it was not the same <laughs> one. This well, one seemed to be a little less mobile. Well, I mean, you know. You've oh, got a little questions. less mobile, because you know like when a, uh, there's a baby mm. in like a little ba- bassinet? Not yep. a bayonet. And then it's got a mobile hanging above it on By the string. By a string. That's yes. correct. Good. Wonderful stuff, Xavier. So... <laughs> We watch, we watch them watching the music video once it's done, um, which yeah, it doesn't. There's none of them performing any music or anything, but it's still quite enjoyably embarrassing. I think. What yeah, do you guys reckon? We can't get a hold of the song for this, can we? Well, okay. So the music, like, it's three different scenes and they don't fit together at all. The music is like a bland, good Charlotte par- pastiche for the school stuff, mm. and then there's like a bland Chuck Berry sort of pastiche. For the 50s diner And then there's some kind of weird Like jaunty jungle jazz thing mm. And I didn't I didn't take the time To find a download for it anywhere um, I've got a conspiracy theory Yeah, oh, let's go There's been too much music and dance this season I think Ali's gonna end up on Dancing with the Stars Wow Interesting I wonder Because is, is Dancing with the Stars currently going And if not, is it due for a reboot? I'm I don't know. not sure. I think that it's going in the US, but I'm not sure that it's going in Australia. But it's not. Uh, There's a big tradition of US Batchy people, like Nick, mm-hmm. finishing Batchy and then going straight on Dancing with the Stars. That's true, and it's also not unprecedented for Australian reality TV people, such as Muddy Mark Holden. To then continue mm. their career on Dancing mm. with the Stars. Very like, what true. do you think, though? Like, there's been heaps of dancing numbers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it was, even the promo, if you recall, for this season was kind of all singing, all dancing on the stairs. Right. It reminds me a little bit of a little motion picture by the name of A Star Is Born that I keep fucking (laughs) talking about. Good Lord. (laughs) Um, Kelly, are you okay with the amount of singing and dancing as a viewer? First of all, Max, thank you for asking how I am. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, you know what? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, fair enough. I yeah. thought this date was bogus. It kind of reminded me of one of those, um, like, photo shoot ones, weirdly. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, because I just kept having the feelings like, oh, we've done this. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty, we're comfortable in this territory. Like, we don't learn anything about anyone, really. 
Uh, oh, we learned that Daniel can't dance unless he gets a drink in him, which is valuable <sighs> intel. That's true. And and then, yeah, for some reason, he wins the extra time. After humping the eleva- alligator. The elevator. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I think Ali just kind of feels bad for him. But it's like, have you not been feeling bad for him the previous six weeks? What's happened here? And the one who we should feel bad for, bad, the one who we should feel bad for is Todd. Be- we should feel bad for Todd because we want to go to bed with him? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. Um, but the Todd did do a good job on this date, I thought, and I was uh, I was upset that he didn't get the extra It time. seemed like this was his moment. Yeah, really shined. And Ali is coming out being like, hey, where are you hiding? As if she just doesn't have the ability to notice a man who is that stunningly good looking yeah. when he's just hanging around the mansion. What's going on there? Yeah, Ali's not looking hard enough, I mm-hmm. reckon. Mm-mm. Um, but yeah, so Daniel and Ali sit at a batchy couch together and guess what? It's fucking awkward, <laughs> I, in my opinion. Like, it turns out there's no fucking reason for him to still be there because they haven't chatted yet and it's uncomfortable. Yeah. He apologizes for being sweaty. He... Loved that though. I mean, he is sweaty. It's nice of him to say he's sorry. And Max, by the way, I apologize because I'm <laughs> fucking... It's like 30,000 degrees in Sydney today and, and I'm drenched sweaty. in mm. sweat right now. Mm. And I'm on your bed. <laughs> um, he also assures Ali that he wants a wife and kids. That's really about everything that happens. But Ali says she likes his dorkiness and gives him a rose. What did you guys make of this? Was there anything here? I thought how, maybe he got a rose. How long do you reckon Daniel's got until next, next week. week. Yeah. 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 It seemed like Ali didn't want to like say goodbye here and there then. And it wasn't like bad enough to send him home immediately. But she's probably thinking like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this dude. <laughs> like, mm. I think there's something to be said for um, the sweet dorky type. Really, Max? Think- what makes you say that? <laughs> who can say? Who can say what? Who would what be, would be motivating my saying of such a thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think Todd is doing too much to say anything for the sweet dorky types. And it's interesting that you said Todd because his name is Daniel. Oh, for fuck's sake! I can't even <laughs> remember who about he Todd is. Again. You've got Todd on the brain. I've got Todd yeah. brain. Well, it doesn't help that Daniel just really leaves a zero impression. It's yeah. like if he were to touch you, like his hand would just kind of go straight through you in a way. You know what I mean? Oh, my goodness. Mm. Um, well, anyway, back at the mansion, Allie surprises the men by showing up to take Todd on a single date. And the two Guys, of them... I'll, I'll just got to be one second. I've got to find some hot sauce. Oh, that's okay. Well, we're keeping this in the show. Definitely. Now, what, they, let's have some theories about what she might be needing hot sauce for in the middle of the podcast. Uncertain. Now, <laughs> bit hard to say. Maybe it's for a spicy take she's working on. I think she probably is working on something pretty spicy for mm-hmm. us. I can't wait to hear what I don't know how anyone is. Back. Yeah, definitely we need to put that to her. Mm-hmm. I don't know how anyone's going to top the spiciness of my is this related to basketball take. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that yeah. was really hot. Do you remember when I did that on the podcast and everyone was like, <gasps> that's right. Oh, that makes so now we definitely can't cut it out. Yeah, no, exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Kelly might be back. Oh, Kelly. Hello, sorry. <laughs> Hi, Kelly. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I've got a friend staying here from Sydney and she's like, where the fuck's your hot sauce? Mm. <laughs> and your friend is not a fan of the podcast, has no respect for recording etiquette. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, where <laughs> would you put them on the scale of... Kelly, what we were doing was uh, postulating reasons that you might have gone to acquire the hot sauce. And what Xavier <laughs> came up with was that uh, 
you've got a real spicy take. <laughs> yeah, we'd okay. love to hear what this spicy take is. And maybe it's about how your friend is not actually your friend and how Max and Xavier are, in fact, your better friends. That's true. Uh, here's the spicy take. Um, uh, uh, d- uh, Daniel... Daniel? Is that yeah. his name? <laughs> Spicy enough. Let's yeah, go. That honestly was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm trying to think of... Uh, no, don't worry. <laughs> wow. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah, somebody give me a glass of water. Oh, he's been burned. Those are third degrees. Yeah. Hey, why are no, you I was, the third degree? <laughs> I was thinking about... Um, what I was trying to remember what TV show it was from, but it was from Rick and Morty. And do you know that episode of Rick and Morty where they, um, like, Mr. Poopy Butthole? They think oh, that yeah. he's always been there. Um, no, I don't and, think I'm smart enough to watch that show. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, <laughs> it's really complex. Um, but, <laughs> so... I was thinking about how Daniel's all like Mr. Poopy Butthole and I think maybe he's like an alien that has just come in and he's tricked us all um, uh, but, and like implanted into our memories to think that he'd been on the show the whole time. But I reckon if we went back and started watching it, he, he was never there. That's <laughs> really interesting. Just like Mr. Poopy Butthole. Yes. <laughs> now... I once matched with a girl on Tinder who oh, told oh, me that we were going. Speaking no, of poopy like buttholes. That. Speaking of poopy buttholes, yeah, yeah. Um, I once matched with a girl on Tinder who told me that her interests were Rick and Morty and nihilism. Oh, um, God. This was not in her bio. And I was like, yeah, look, I think maybe there's a purpose to us doing what we do or w- the reasons why we're here. And she was like, we are not going to get along. And I was like, no. And then we unmatched. And it was very civil. She was like, oh, you're being a real Morty, probably. Yeah, right? no, I think she called me a poopy butthole after ah, that. Yeah. That makes sense, too. Yeah. Hmm. It was uh, around my diarrhea period, so. <laughs> Did you keep a diarrhea that? <laughs> <laughs> I had a diarrhea period as well. <laughs> there was a time where I was just like, I reckon for like three months I had diarrhea on and off. Like. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. It's a real thing. It happens to people. Yeah. I- I'm mm. very regular. Mm. Well, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> we all got to Must be nice. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, <laughs> Ali and Todd, they go on a date. The two of them set off in a fancy pants sports car, which Todd is tasked with driving. Mm-hmm. And then they arrive at a harborside property, and Ali says she wants Todd to meet. Daniel Avakian, a designer and tailor with whom they will be designing the outfits which they will be wearing at tonight's cocktail party. Where's Robert? Where is Robert, This is the Robert date. That's the thing, is there seems to be, like, dates specifically tailored, if you'll pardon my... (laughs) um, (laughs) If you'll pardon my... They seem to be dates specifically tailored to particular men, but they keep jumbling them up. Mm. What's going on? It's a very Do weird... Do we just put them in a grab bag and just like pull out names from a hat or something? I think that what's happened here in particular is that uh, he's been like, you know what? I'm the worst. This is Robert mm. talking. He's mm. been like, you know what? I'm revealing myself as the worst. And this date with Daniel Avakian has been booked weeks in advance to, you know, have a tailored date. And they're sort of like, well, shit, we've got to go through it and we'll just address it in confessional. Mm. 
Um, did you say Robert? Because it is a Todd date. Yeah, no, no, no. I think the Robert revealed <laughs> oh, himself to be the worst. Maybe just had Todd on the brain. No, again. you said uh, Daniel instead of Todd. Oh God, this is interesting, isn't it? This is the worst. How much do you reckon a um, bespoke pair of jeans by Daniel Avakian costs? Oh, we, is that what we're looking at right that's now? That's what I'm looking oh, at right now. Oh, that's the Daniel you were talking about. Sorry. Yep, yep, yep. But uh, Max, you, you probably can't tell. Max is on the website of Daniel Avakian. I'm just checking out how much the jeans are going to be. Yep. Uh, I would guess, based on how much I normally pay for a pair of jeans, which is maybe like 50 bucks, mm. maybe 60 uh, I would say a fancy pants one from the Batchy Man is like a hundred. <laughs> no fucking way! I'm gonna say it's like a three hundred dollar pair of jeans. Oh, you're both so far off. Okay, what, what are we if looking you at added here? Xavier's total and Kelly's total and the total that Xavier said that he would pay regularly for his pair of jeans, uh-huh. you would still be $100 off. It's $550 <laughs> for this pair of jeans. Nice. You know what? I was thinking that's how much a pair of designer jeans cost, but then I was like, The Bachelor don't have that sort of budget. So. They don't have that dough. <laughs> They've really blown it all this time. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, and they're measured by being 3D scanned in their underwear, and so Todd gets down in his underwear, and he's very good. Looking. He's a good-looking man, and he also like he knows a few things about fashion, and he sort of seems to know a few things about designing an outfit that's going to suit Ali, because he's like, um, make sure you put ridiculous tits. <laughs> 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 um, I guess oh, I don't know. There's like cutouts and stuff. Yeah, it's very strange. <sighs> Would you, I don't know. Let's. We don't have to talk about what outfits we would design for each other, do we? No. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> for seems Max, like Max yes. has already had some outfits designed by Kelly by proxy, just by, by the fact that you dress exactly the fucking same. That's true. Yes. Yeah. True. I'm an influencer. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I would put Max uh, in one. It's just one big sneaker. Oh, <gasps> interesting. Um, and then you know, big enough for his whole body. Yeah, it's like overalls, but it's a sneaker. <laughs> I Got love it. it. It's an um, old woman who lived in a shoe sort of situation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Xavier, uh, you would be in not green jeans. Wow, because you That's don't all. like the green jeans I, I have and sometimes <laughs> <No>. wear. <laughs> I I wore them to a TV taping and you can see me on TV wearing them. And I, it's, I basically just did it to get back at you, Kelly, because you said you don't <laughs> like them. Well, it's because our first ever show together, you wore the... You wore the green yes. jeans. And you said and I, I looked like an elf, was it? I said you looked like um, Link. Oh, you said I looked like Link. And I said, thank you. And then you laughed. I believe that was how it went. <laughs> but I was like, really? Green jeans? This is. Mm. Mm. I would design an entire outfit made of green jeans for Kelly. Like yeah, a green too. boiler suit? <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Yes. Like one of the painting suits that they wear at like King G. Um, oh, I ex- love it! I look mm-hmm. great. I look great in green. I've got like beautiful uh, brown hair, brown eyes, and olive skin. Oh, so. you look like a tree. Yeah, a beautiful, sexy tree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do I have like to do the it? Deku okay. tree? Oh yeah, like in Link, Link, the Legend of Link. Mm. Um, so later on, they sit at a bachi couch and they discuss what they're looking for in a partner. Todd wants someone who will be a good mum, and he lists off a few of his favourite qualities about Ali. Warmth, comfort, and high thread count. (laughs) (laughs) Ali realises that something's caught in her eyelashes, and then she gets Todd's help in getting it out, after which they share a kiss. 
pretty nice, cute little moment, I think. Thank you, Kelly. Did she do the eyelash thing intentionally? Uh, I would say so. I reckon. I think so. I've got something in my eye, Todd. I don't know, but I get stuff caught in my eyelashes a lot. <laughs> Maybe you can speak to experience more than me and Maxwell. <laughs> How often is it followed by a kiss? Um, more often than you'd think. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> there you go. Well, this this is not is a documentary. It's a learning podcast for yeah. all of us. Yeah, educational for kids. Mm-hmm. And sometimes scary. <laughs> Remember last week? <laughs> um, no. What happened? <laughs> oh God. Oh, it was Halloween theme, Kelly. You can guess how I felt about that. Oh, were you scared? Frightened. Yeah. yeah. Frightened and unsupportive. You think it's wow? What are you, my dad? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Frightened and unsupportive. Mm. <laughs> Um, Allie gives him a rose She kisses him again And in narration she talks about how the slow burn With Todd has paid off And I remember the slow burn Being a phrase that was tossed around a lot uh, With regards to Maddie J Yes Who popped up late in Georgia Love Season Georgia Love Season, that's true It's a great song on the Casey Musgraves record Oh my god, what a great song I'm alright with the slow burn (laughs) Okay, it's a good I'd, song on her album, no, not I'd, on this podcast. I pulled out. I knew that there was going to be a um, someone was going to try and do a. And I just has anyone given anyone butterflies? I feel like Casey Musgraves is like a writer for the show. I certainly. Mm. Uh, in discussing Todd's chances with the other men, Charlie, remember him? Oh yeah. Uh, Charlie says that Todd is quite placid, which might not be right for Ali. Might not be the right fit. In contrast. Charlie is a ball of rage and control issues, which I imagine is the perfect fit. Right? Exactly what she's looking for. I went to see a little movie this week. I went to the cinemas. I saw a flick by the name of Venom. Oh, yeah. And I saw a lot of Charlie in the Tom Hardy character in this movie. Is that Venom? Yes. He plays he plays Ven- Eddie, Eddie Brock slash Venom. Okay. Who is a mean little rascal. He's a bit of a stinker. Okay. And what he does is he fights crime... By eating heads and whatnot. Oh, and he has no. a big, long, sexy tongue. And you, it's easy to think, this is really hot and I want to fuck it. Mm. But also, it's a big, scary monster. Yeah. Hey, guys. Xavier here. Just flagging a bit of an audio issue. Um, Kelly's microphone cuts out. Basically, what she's asking is... Uh, I'll do an impression. Here we go. Are we allowed to swear on this podcast? It's kind of like that. And then also, there's another bit where she goes... um. Xavier's actually my best friend, and Max is only my second best friend. That's about all you miss. Anyway, uh, bye. Yeah. Kelly, have you... I know you didn't listen last week. Have you ever listened to the podcast, including <laughs> this episode? <laughs> yeah, we can swear. Yeah. What do you got on your mind, Kelly? Well. Do you, is there something you, you would like to do to Venom? And perhaps it starts with an F. Or am I French on my own? French kiss? Here? Yeah, okay, French whatever, yeah. fine. He has got a good tongue. Go on. Um, no, I just, I'll keep that. I didn't know that we could swear, so I'm going to keep that right until the right moment. Wow. I think we should, oh, wait, is the right moment, but it's got to be for the right reasons, right? <laughs> yes. Do you guys see Venom? Nah, I've never seen no. it. No. Oh, guys. He's hot. Have you seen the trailer? Nah. Jenny Slate says symbiote. Oh, I like Jenny Slate. Yeah, she mm. says symbiote. Okay. But then I saw the movie. They replaced Jenny Slate saying symbiote with her saying symbiote. Okay. 
I felt angry. I wanted my money back. <laughs> mm, what happened to... Um, I mean, the story of Symbiote is, like, I mean, strewn throughout comic book history. People know all about Symbiote, but I sort of have a real soft spot for Symbiote's father, Mufasbiote, <laughs> um, who was killed in a tragic accident. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> you guys, I love you, but I've got a sexy friend coming over soon. We need to get the podcast done. We need to finish Holy the podcast. Shit. <laughs> Kelly right. keeps making other plans. <laughs> All right. Uh, was it my Mufasbiote joke that did it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> really tipped you over the edge. Uh, Allie and Todd arrive in their new clothes And Patty says Allie's looking very, very fit Charlie raises the concern that Allie might be spreading herself too thin By attempting to date too many people Has he seen the show? This is so gross Isn't it? I hated this so much This is maybe the worst thing that's happened this season Yes, I I think I agree Because Charlie has got these control issues where it's like there's some other part of him that is like an alien organism that's sort of feeding off him and it sort of comes to the forefront at the most inopportune times and he's just fighting to maintain control over it so that he only bites the head off the bad guys as opposed to the good guys. Do you think, I'm going to stop you right there, Um, do you think that Charlie and Ali though could potentially be a good match because that's what Ali was like. She was very clingy and very... Well, oh, maybe clingy. not controlling. But, like, mm. in her season of The Bachelor, she was, like, quite intense. True. I see what you mean, but I also don't think I would wish Charlie upon anyone. True. Okay, so here is, here's my question, that being the case. Is it an opposites track kind of scenario? Like, generally with this sort of thing, are you looking for someone who is compatible with you, but personality-wise, you kind of are a little bit polar? Or do you want someone in this situation like Charlie who is the same as you were going through this experience? Mm. Well, yeah. um, Charlie says at this point she needs to be fully invested in at least two people, which is quite a specific thing. That's really weird. Kind of makes me think about how in the movie Venom, Tom Hardy sort of almost plays two people in that he's Eddie Brock, but also the big scary monster with the hot tongue. Get out. Should I do A Star is Born Again? Is that better or worse? Uh, Kelly, you can choose. A Star is Born, please. Okay. <laughs> um, perhaps Charlie just wanted to get another look at her or something. Uh. <laughs> it doesn't even work. It's fine. <laughs> Todd tells Charlie that he trusts that Allie will make the right decision, but Charlie, I guess, thinks that he knows better. And then he rattles this lecture off to Allie, telling her, quote, I've put myself in your shoes and I've thought, how would I be thinking right now? And I know I'd want to start dating people I've dated before again so that I can extend that connection and honestly stand there at the end and say that I love you. I can't see how you would do that right now. And then she simply tells him, yeah, I've got this. Uh, You just have to trust in me. And then, uh, so Charlie, in his little in the moment, says that he feels his connection and the energy with Allie has been compromised. <laughs> Just on based on the fact that he spoke to her and heard her opinion on something, I guess. Dare a woman stand up for herself? Who could say? I really like this about Allie, and I think that it's always... Um, like present with the with the bachelorettes and lacking um, in the bachelors of them like showing emotion like this, 100%. and and wanting to like uh, like stand up for themselves. I feel like you don't really see that with the men at all. 
Um, mm. And Ali has it in like bucket loads. So I'm really, I'm really stoked about that actually. Totally. Yeah. Um, well, then we got cut to the rose ceremony and uh, Todd and Daniel are safe with roses. Somehow, not a sentence I'm used to saying. Fucking Daniel. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Ali's got to eliminate someone. So she calls out the names in this order. Bill, Patty, Tate, Don. Can't be right. Dan. Don. No, I think Don has gotten the... I think Don's gotten through this time. Uh, Yeah. And Charlie. So it's goodbye to Robert, the source boy, the Italian plumber. Um, He goes like... Blim. Oh no, that's Kirby. Shit, what happens when Mario dies? Um, he goes, Oh no! Yes, oh, mama mia. Oh. What's the little music? Some people are yelling at their phones now. Mm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Ali has tears in her eyes as she hugs him goodbye and they wish each other good luck. You can't just play through an imaginary level of Mario in your head. That's Okay, keep going. Okay. You're ge- are you getting your Nintendo Switch? <laughs> are you getting up to check? No. Uh, yes. Uh, okay. Goodbye, Max. Um, so, yeah. Robert, goodbye. Whatever. What you, you know, it was about time, right, Kelly? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Max has fully left the room. I think he has to go downstairs <laughs> to answer this question. Max has just walked back into the room. He's not in a rush. Uh, and Max, <laughs> while you were gone, I Googled it. So, <laughs> I don't know where you went. I just went looking for the hot sauce. Oh, great. Awesome. <laughs> really good. Um, can I just say for the record... Oh, that's great. Thank you so much. Okay. Let's dive into The Bachelorette Australia Season 4, Episode 8. Oh, at B- at Bachelorette Australia... Fuck. Ugh. So, Ali has decided to give Charlie a bit of extra time this week, but it's not a date. She wants to put him through his paces and get him out of his comfort zone. And I reckon, just a little bit in the back of her mind, she kind of wants to beat the shit out of him. Which I can relate to. Yes. Not as a non-violent person. This is such a weird date. Yeah, it's so strange. It Why is... does this happen? Hmm. Uh, they head to the gym and we learn that they're going to do some kickboxing together, which is something that Ali has been doing for about 10 years. She's been doing a lot of things for about 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on, Ali? How what long? Ten years ago, when you were when you were like, I'm gonna start doing jazz Everything. ballet, kickboxing, like you name it. How long you ago was it, it that I she was on The Bachelor? Five years. Why it was ten years ago this very <laughs> well, night? Well, I thought I don't know a life changing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think it was not ten years ago because the show's only been on for. Uh, it feels like 10 years. Mm. Uh, no, but she's 31, so it makes sense that she would have started doing a bunch of new stuff when she was 21, right? I suppose so. Does that I mean... When, what I was doing when I was 21, and it was like, oh, maybe I'll start a new podcast. It's <laughs> 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 around then, right? Anyway. Um, oh, no, my God. It was like years later. No, you're right. I started doing a lot of things when I was 21. Oh, really? Tell me yep. about one of them. Uh, I started... Uh... <laughs> You started it. Making bad decisions. Oh. Um, I've been doing that for about 10 years. Um, you waited until you were 21 yeah, to start making <laughs> bad decisions? Okay, I thought I had a joke and I didn't. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. We've um, all been there, okay? I Because I what I was going to say was, was butt sex, but I thought that was too rude. Oh, my Lord. You're absolutely right. It's too rude. Is this the swear word you were hoping to <laughs> yes. use? 
<laughs> the swear word was butt sick. Mm. Um, when I was um, 21, I was like, oh, um, uh, 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 blackjack. Um, and then I won a bunch of money. You don't yell blackjack, do you? <laughs> no. It's like Uno. Yeah. Bingo. Uh, <laughs> was his name, oh. Yeah, it was. Um, I thought this day was actually pretty fun. I mean, it's weird, but it's like Allie's in her element. She gets to blow off some steam, and it's kind of fun to watch because Charlie's like still being a smug bastard, but also kind of getting his ass kicked. Yeah. Do you guys agree? Like, not super romantic, but pretty decent TV. Yeah. As far as TV goes, I was uh, I was okay with watching this. Um, it was cool to see Allie do something that she's good at. I want the women to like especially um, in the Bachelor seasons more, but, you know, in this season especially, it's cool when we get to see Ellie do something that she's fucking kick ass at. Right. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. The the segment does keep going a little bit too long, I think. They, like, kind of just working out together after a while, after the kickboxing thing. Um, and I'm just thinking, like, yes, they're very fit. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> but, like, exercise does... Apparently, I've heard this. Apparently, it releases a lot of good endorphins or whatever. Mm. Uh, so they're very happy, and they share a kiss at the end, and they laugh in each other's arms and stuff. So I'm like, well, Charlie didn't really learn his lesson. No, yeah, he's kind of rewarded in the end for being a bit of a shit. So I don't know, but we all learned a valuable thing about exercise or something, right? Yep. <laughs> Sounds I, made up. I learned so much about exercise. Um. All right, Kelly. <laughs> when you were 21? <laughs> uh, that uh, when you're angry at someone, you exercise at them. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then everything's going to work out great. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good, good lesson. Isn't that, isn't that how you guys exercise? Oh, yeah. Angry. Yeah. Yeah. It's- I love getting angry and I love working out. My two greatest things. Anyway, group date. (laughs) Allie, Osher, and the men meet outdoors at an obstacle course, and Osher introduces the date by saying that since Allie is looking for someone who could love her until the end of time, they'll be doing, like, this kind of doomsday prepper group date. It's really weird that this is the angle that they've chosen. Do you think that 10, or actually, do you know what? I should refer to it by the name that it has given itself now, 10 Boss. Have you oh, heard yeah. about this? Okay, so yeah, there's 10, there's 10 boss, and there's 10 peach. No, 10 has just been replaced with 10 boss. No. I think so. See, what I heard is 10 is still 10. Okay. One, yeah. which you might know oh, from right. being when you press number one on yep. your... T- now it's called 10 boss. Oh, and good Lord. you remember the channel name 11? Mm. You uh, you could remember pretty easily because when you type 1, 1, and it's an 11, and it goes to that channel, it's now called 10 peach. Fucking hell. Ten, uh, ten boss makes them sound like truly like the enemy of TV. A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. It makes it sound so corporate and yeah, kind of hyper mask in comparison to ten peach. Ten peach. <laughs> right. Yeah. It seems like a very strict gender divide, which is very fucked up. But yeah. Like ten peaches, where you'll continue to watch Neighbors, and um, we'll have undercover boss on on. Ten boss. Oh, ten to cover boss. Yeah. I love the two genders, ten boss and ten peach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope that my first uh, child is a ten peach. 
I identify as ABC News 24. <laughs> God, I was trying to think of that quote from um, Great Gatsby that's like, I hope she's born a girl, but like, I hope she's born a 10 peach. A stupid little 10 peach. <laughs> Um, so yes, they they on this date they they're going to visit an apocalyptic world's end, and they will have to pair up and show Ali that they have what it takes to be the last man standing. I hate it. <laughs> I don't want to bring back that meatloaf song "Paradise" by the Dashboard Light, but did anyone else get that when he was saying like "Love you to the end of time"? Oh mm. yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> the more we can talk about meat on this podcast, the better. <laughs> Well, Max, that episode that we were had to do separately because we were fighting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember when you yeah. and I were arguing. Yeah. I told everyone it was because we argued about um, who would be Hugh in the duet of Paradise by the Dashboard Light because we both wanted to be Meatloaf. Oh, that's true. I would be happy to be um, like Gary Busey to your Meatloaf. <laughs> is that who it is? No. Uh, that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> it's a real love story. <laughs> it's a slow burn. Kelly, call off your sexy compadre. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? <laughs> uh, all right. So since there are odd numbers, Todd winds up on a team with Allie. And uh, we also learn that the pairs are going to be literally tethered together. And we also learned something very important, which is that somehow neither Tate nor Patty know how to pronounce the word apocalypse. What was with spent, that? We spent like probably 45 seconds just having both of them say apocalypse. And isn't it over? funny? Isn't it funny that these men... Isn't it funny that we don't know how to pronounce this common word? Mm. 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 Good stuff. Have neither of them seen apocalypse now or even mel gibson's apocalypto what about um that porkers album (laughs) (laughs) more niche australian scarship oh you got me you got me real good if anyone wants to see my tweet thread on um australian (laughs) scar memes i'm sure they do (laughs) please please at me i expect zero ads but i've got the nichest australian scar memes going at the moment that's your claim to fame Yes <laughs> A lot of people <laughs> coming for that throne But uh, <laughs> Yeah Yeah You okay. come at the king You come at the Chris Duke and the Royals You best not miss Oh very good Okay you come back at the to Cujo the date. Kings <laughs> Back to the date Remember we're doing a podcast Let's That's go That's right We're trying to get through it quickly So the idea is to grab survival items from a communal spot and then bring them back to their team's nest, and then they have to protect them. So it's basically Hunger Games, instead of, uh, except instead of being hungry for survival, they're hungry for like wine and snacks that are provided by the show's sponsors. Uh, kind of a horrible date, in my opinion. Basically, it's like one of these standard physical fitness challenge dates, but with an extra helping of competitive macho bullshit. Would you guys agree with that assessment? <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree with that assessment. Mm. It's kind of, it's a really gross date to watch, except for the scenes that we get to watch Ali and Todd together, which are just lovely. They're quite nice. There's a real strong contrast. Mm. Here's a question. Hit me. If you guys had to be tethered to someone else on the podcast, who would it be? Don't look at each other knowingly. (laughs) One of you pick me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh yeah, it'd be yeah, it'd be Kelly. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) How long? How long is the tether? (laughs) Do yeah. Do we have to? Because me and Max are in Sydney, so you need a pretty pretty long one. (laughs) No, Uh, Kelly, I'd pick you. It'd be fun. Thank you so much. I'd pick Xavier. 
<laughs> Fuck you. Ooh. I knew that I was setting myself up for something yeah. terrible. Nice. And I walked straight into it. And I well, was like, here's you know the what? Thing, I'm going to the high road. If and then the high road. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. If... Max, you would tether yourself to Kelly. Kelly, you would tether yourself to me. And I were to tether myself to Max. Yes. All three of us would be together. It's like a Shakespearean play. We're a modern day Midsummer Night's Dream, aren't we? We are a modern day Midsummer Night's Dream. I say that. Second week in a row that that play has been referenced on this podcast in that amount of time. Well, we're very educated people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's called Bachelor of Hearts, not... uh, uh, high school diploma of hearts. <laughs> Got him. Five stars on iTunes. Well done, thank you. I think the best part of this date is the narration from Osher and Ali, who both keep cheerfully saying things like, it's doomsday, and the only rule is there are no rules. <laughs> <laughs> so terrible. 99% of humanity has been wiped out. Can you Let's imagine if that... If that was what was left of humanity. (laughs) (laughs) It was just a film crew and a bunch of horny dudes. Oh, God. Well, sounds like... Has anyone seen the Will Forte show, The Last Man on Earth? I have. I'd really recommend it if you listeners haven't seen it. Um, But it's really interesting how how they nail the absolute gross machismo that uh, is present on this date where they're only even simulating the end of the Earth. Mm. Um, And that show absolutely just... Wow. Beautifully... Beautifully does that. Um, so if you're interested in seeing more of that, but in kind of a parody way, that show. I'm like so fucking shocked that you weren't talking about Survivor. I really thought Survivor <laughs> would come up. I thought Max is a big Survive guy. We anyway. haven't gotten to my Survivor bit yet. Let's continue. Okay, great. That's coming up. Have I mentioned Venom yet? <laughs> um, Tate and Bill attempt to steal from Charlie and Patty's nest, which quickly turns into a violent confrontation, which ends in Patty's shirt being ripped. And then a few minutes later, they come back for more, and it seems to be like a pretty, like genuinely pretty serious fight with some punches being thrown and stuff like that. It's very biffy. I was, it really, I was really thought, I thought that Patty would get kicked out. Me too. Yeah. I thought the well, rules heard... were that you can't throw a punch, and he threw yeah. them about ten. And you yeah. heard Osha being like, "Hey guys, cut that out!" Like, kind of. Not quite stepping in as much as I think he probably should have. Yes. He was um, like an angry dad. I loved it so much. Cut not it out. even dad, like stepdad. Right. An angry like, babysitter. Technically, I can't control <laughs> any of this that's actually going on here, and I shouldn't for the good of the show that I'm going on. Mm. But fuck your mum's going to be mad. Mm. Maybe like substitute teacher vibe or something. Yeah. Like, I don't know your names or anything, <laughs> but bloody cut it out. <laughs> Um, Ch- Charlie and Patty get their shit stolen and they get eliminated, but then everyone else wins, I guess? Yeah, I think that's kind of what happens. Um, and their prize is to have a group sleepover with Ali. Interesting stuff happens at this sleepover. Yeah, Ali finally. shows up. Yes, Ali shows up at the mansion in leopard print pajamas for a very Sexy. casual nighttime hang with the boys. I agree. What's well, your vibe on the leopard print, Kelly? I fucking live for leopard print. Have you met me? Wow. I have met you. Mm. Um, spent just wanted to give you the opportunity together. to express your love for it on the pod. You're welcome. Thank you How so much. You? I went to the arcade with Xavier once, and we went to the arcade in the movies, and I was wearing a leopard print jacket and red lipstick, and when we got out of the movies, I was covered all over my leopard print jacket in red lipstick. Do you remember that, Okay, that makes it sound weird. It's because you had a lipstick that melted or something in your bag. It's not... We weren't smooching. That does make it sound weird. No, it's because I I sat... How did it get all over your jacket? (laughs) 
it, I don't know. <laughs> but don't you remember? It wasn't yes, because I remember. switching. I think it was because I had put it in like my pocket or like over something and then I'm messy. So I don't know. Yeah, oh, and no. whilst we were fucking in the cinema, <laughs> you could see it getting everywhere. With this. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> so, this date thing, this nighttime hang thing, it begins with the group cooking dinner together. Who's got the veggies? Dan's got the veggies. Who's got the avocado? There is an avocado that pops up. Um, but my favorite thing about this is Dan, who has really made not too much impact so far. Mm. But he, <laughs> he really is the star of this. From off screen, Dan says, I'll cut up some capsicum. Everyone's going to love it. <laughs> and then moments later, we cut back to him and he says, hey, Ali, just dicing up some capsicum. <laughs> What is this? Is he saying this is a metaphor for something? Like, no, I think I, he's very, sponsored very by Big Capsicum. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Mm. Um, somebody asked Ali if she's a Spice Girl. Um, yeah, I saw that too. Did she slam it to the left at that point? <laughs> we can say. Um, yeah, they were like, "What do you want in? What do you tell us? What you want? What you really, really want for dinner?" And she was like, oh, can I get a zig oh, Whatever. Um, we also see Ali holding up two avocados, uh, mm. like you mentioned. Um, maybe reflecting on the last time she asked any of these boys to cook for her. Pretty good. Didn't go well. <laughs> Didn't go well. Um, we then see a shot of Dan rinsing three capsicums in the sink. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, you know a thing yep. or two about caps? About caps? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what type of caps? You're going to have to be a little bit more specific. No, sorry about that. Um, Wait, okay, but Max, as, as well as having a bunch of shoes in your room, you also have like probably 30 different baseball caps oh, hanging true, through I your do. wall. Yeah, goodness yeah we're talking about caps hats, caps mushrooms, caps capsicorns, capricorns, like my brother. <laughs> and me, um, your fucking oh, yeah. brother. Fuck you. You okay, made out with so. me in the cinema, but you don't know what stars are. Wow. I, I've made out with lots of people in the cinema, including my brother. Hard Thank you very much. Count. Hard to keep count. Yeah. Uh, we then, oh boy, we see Ali trying to open a bottle of olive oil, and then she kind of laughs at herself, saying, I just realized there are so many men, and I'm trying to undo a thing. What? Uh, she's like, oh, uh, I am a woman. I shouldn't be doing this. Oh, right? okay. That's kind of the idea. And then it sort of becomes like a dick measuring competition to see who can get the bottle open for her. Yeah, we, sw- we switch into confessional with Dan, who's like, it's really not a good look for Tate right now that he can't get the bottle open. Mm. It's like, fucking, I don't, I would never be able to open a bottle for anyone. No, it all sounds like who gives a shit. That's the, that, sorry, that was the point. And I'm still awesome. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah Max also is good. Yeah. Very, I'm it a good was- person. It was a fucking awful moment, but completely expected for The Bachelorette. Right. Um, Yes, I didn't realize there were so many capsicums in the recipe for (laughs) traditional gender roles. Uh, (laughs) Very good, very good. Hmm. So everybody's getting settled in before bed, but Tate grabs Allie for a quiet chat first. Uh, In recap, Allie reminds us about the electric energy that the two of them share. Remember... Oh, I remember. Sparks flying between these two. For example, that one time when they kissed. And remember 30 seconds after that when they kissed again. They seem to (laughs) want to do it, these two. Mm. Anyway, they go outside. And that, no, was Tate the one where she was talking about, like, going home and, like, 
like she alluded to like masturbating over him. Yeah, right? oh, she did say like I'm gonna think about this when I get. Yeah, back to that the was night. about yeah. jacking off. Surely. True. Certainly. And weirdly, I don't think we actually mentioned that last week, which is kind of crazy. Oh my god, no, you didn't mention it. <laughs> no, we completely forgot. The Maybe the two of us boys felt a little uncomfortable. <laughs> no, yeah, it's a, no, it's fine. Um, anyway, they go outside and they're completely obscured by this doona and they start sort of canoodling with each other. And I don't know if this is a conspiracy corner, okay. but they're starting to say things like, oh, I can feel something. All right. I don't know. I don't know, guys. Very interesting. Anyway, Tate tells Ali, I've never actually wanted it so much more in my life. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't think about that, but yeah. Um, But then he also says, regardless of what happens, I'm like going to get heartbroken or not. And I think he knows what he's saying. And I'm just letting you know that I'm ready to do that. Uh, Weird, awkward. And then in recap, Ali says, it's hard to describe an energy that you feel, but it's something that I can't ignore and it's getting stronger. You know, I didn't find this awkward at all. Did you find it awkward? No, I thought it was lovely. No, not awkward. I did think it was lovely. I just think that sentence that Tate said... Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, look, he's not very bright. He may not be. Although he's a bank manager and I am but a lowly podcast guy. (laughs) (laughs) So... Anyway, um... Can you imagine if we sent Xavier to manage the bank? <laughs> <laughs> which one's the dollar and which one's the cent? <laughs> um, it's dollars, but none of it makes any sense. Oh Do you boy. think maybe he's, like, a ba- he's the, the, like actually the manager of the bank in Sydney? Like, the, the pub? Oh, that would make sense. Oh, that's funny. But, no, yeah, he's, he's the one who I know from Melbourne. From work. Oh, well, you know, know him. <laughs> yeah, we're good friends. He's your worky boy. Yeah. Um. So and then she says to Tate, "I'm absolutely 100% falling for you, and it scares me and it excites me. You make my heart melt." And then, in a weird sort of honey badger kind of way, he kisses her without saying anything. And it's a bit odd, I think, because as the contestant, like he's allowed to say whatever he wants to at this point. He's just kind of being weirdly mysterious. Yeah. What's going on? Was it edited out? Did he actually say something? But we heard Ali in recap being like, why didn't he say anything? Yeah, yeah. It was kind of odd, this. Uh, Am I reading too much into it? Is something going on? I think so. I didn't take too much negativity from that interaction. And they sent Bill away as well. Like, it seemed kind of genuine. Bill Bill comes up to be like, hey, can I chat? And then they're like, "Eh, Bill. No. (laughs) Choose your moment. Get out of here. It you could be right. It might just be me, tension going into the ab break. Yeah, I, it kind of reminded me of uh, Sophie Monk and Stu, like yeah, uh, as their like I guess romance progressed. Mm. Um, it, mm. I don't know. I, I really liked it. It was nice. Mm. It seemed super genuine. I think the end's gonna be Tate and Todd. Mm, interesting. I Tate do. And Todd feel looks like, like a great final two from here. Yeah, mm. I do feel like Tate. I still feel pretty strongly about Tate being the winner. Um, but I hadn't really considered Todd making it all the way to the end. Although now that I see the kind of like he's coming into the light a little bit more, um, he could really do it. Tate, you know, Toddy, Charlie, maybe. Do you know what Ugh, um, pushed me over the edge? Not really. No, that's the wrong wo- the wrong phrasing. Um, <laughs> do you know what really grinds my gears? No. Uh, <laughs> what made me think about Todd as the final two is that if you look on the 10Play website, um, the last two images for each episode is a picture of her and Todd. 
Oh, that oh, has to be part. That's got to mean something. Yeah. yeah. That's very smart. Thank mm. you for that. Thank you. I'm very smart. <laughs> uh, shouldn't have just laughed and not said anything to that, <laughs> probably, in uh, retrospect. But there you go. Lesson learned. Oh. Anyway, we skip ahead to the cocktail party. Ali takes Bill to the Moroccan lounge for a more private chat. We see the other men speculating about what kind of brutal heavy chat might be happening, uh, sort of led by Charlie. And then the reveal is that Allie likes Bill's smiley, easygoing disposition. This was really funny. And Bill can definitely see himself falling in love with Allie. So good. And, like, you watch Charlie, and it's this prime thing that they do in reality TV editing where they want you to see how absolutely wrong a character is. And when you consider their, like editing like edgic is i guess what you call it in reality tv where you look at whether the character is being given a lot of confessionals and portrayed in a negative light to suggest that they're not going to progress further or that they're not going to be the winner mm. or whether they're going to be being given a lot of confessionals in a positive light to suggest you know good stuff from them in the future and what we're seeing here with charlie is a prime strong negative edgic mm. where he's just being shown to be completely past the point of what is happening Mm. well let's talk about this rose ceremony charlie's got a rose so despite the edgic uh he's he's sticking around this week but two men are being sent home at this rose ceremony and ali calls out the names of the people staying in this order bill tate daniel and todd which means it's goodbye to don (laughs) was it uh no dan and patty um Dan, who, uh, like, he, he never really made that much of an impact, but he always seemed like a fairly nice dude, I think. He seemed fine. Handy with a capsicum. <laughs> Loved a capo. I actually didn't really remember or even realize that Dan had gone home. Yeah, right. Like, I knew that Patty left, and I paid a lot of attention to that, but I think Dan was so forgettable that I just didn't even realize that oh, he was not there anymore. All I want to do is talk about Patty going home. Yes, okay, so Patty... <laughs> He initially seemed like a huge piece of shit and then subsequently sort of seemed just kind of like a regular piece of shit, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets a glowing send-off from Ali who says, you are going to make someone so happy and they're going to love your positive energy. No. No. Nope. don't know. Nope. Um, but False. then he gets, he gets a thumping, like, trap beat. What was <laughs> that? I have never seen that before on the show before. That this weird, is like, brand new. That weird, like, like he was in the club, like, and then the Franken bite of a sentence. Oh my god! Mm. So he gets in the limo and he gets an exit interview because clearly he's such a beloved character. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all worried about what's going to happen next in his life. <laughs> what will be the future of Zombie Patrick? <laughs> and he says he's got a lot to give. Um, quote: The next girl that comes into my life is going to be F I T fit. Like, Thank surely you. he didn't say that. They just edited that, right? Maybe. That could have been from, like, night one, right? Yeah, yeah. that's true. It didn't sound right. <laughs> mm. I don't know. I know he's a piece of shit, but, like... I like that he says if F-I-T and then clarifies fit for anyone who couldn't piece that together. <laughs> and then he says, that reminds me, my Tinder will be going mental. Do you think, though? Hmm. I wonder. I mean, maybe abusive messages from people. <laughs> also, I feel like it would be in your contract that you can't go on Tinder while you're on The Bachelor. Like, you you would probably have to delete it. Oh, 100. Yeah, I would Surely. say he's probably got to wait at least a few months. Um, 
but, I know, you know that um that for a fact uh are they from secondhand information not my own personal information is that a lot of people from married at first sight end up on bumble oh interesting, interesting. but uh, that's a bit different i guess mm. well if I've they're married yeah <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make it different in that way i don't know uh yeah patty uh bye yeah i mean we saw him for what he was on the first night and he continued to be exactly that throughout and uh, his glorious send-off was him punching another man multiple times on national TV. I feel like they literally just kept him around waiting for him to hit someone, and then he finally did it. So they were like, excellent, good. Uh, this is what he was here for. Now we can yeah, send him goodbye. home. Yeah, yeah used precisely him up. that. Yeah. Now, the thing that was gross to me was Charlie's Instagram about Patty after that. Did anyone else catch this? No, I haven't oh. checked Insta. Okay, so feel it's like a I've picture my of fill Charlie and Patty from this, uh, like, um, apocalypse group date, and they're both wearing their red shirts, and Charlie says, if I had to sum Patty up with a picture, this would be it. Brothers for life, the mansion won't be the same without you. And it's them smiling and cuddling, and I just think, ugh, mm. how terrible. I think that's so, a that's a great giveaway that Charlie doesn't win. I agree. Yeah. Like, if Ali takes it so uh, deeply personally that Charlie is so physical... Uh, yeah. That, sorry, Patty is so physical. Yeah. Mm. And Patty and Char- Oh, my God. So many names. And Charlie is now coming out being like, Patty's my brother for life. Man, she yeah. won't be the same without you. Miss you, bro. Exactly. It's, yeah, there's just no way. I did want to flag something that I saw on Instagram, and I don't super know... It's kind of like... A- rough territory it's about charlie having a child okay um oh yeah yeah so like charlie has this child and he hasn't mentioned it on the show Mm. but we don't know that much about it outside of that obviously because we just watched the show pretty much um but i saw this thing pop up uh in a like fan discussion group about the bachelor which got posted on an instagram page of someone who i guess is the like ex of charlie okay maybe is the parent of the, no, not the parent of the child. Let, uh, let me read it out. Um, I'm not one to usually post anything personal about things that people have done to me on social media, but after seeing this, I can't help it. My ex is on the next season of The Bachelorette, which no doubt he will be tricking the whole of Australia into thinking he's a good guy, so only now I feel I need to speak the truth. So I'm mm. like, okay, I don't know if, how accurate... This is all very speculative. Yeah, sure. After nearly a year of being in a relationship with him, I found out he has a child that he was hiding from me and the rest of everyone else in his, quote, new life. A child that was planned with his partner, and after cheating on her, he walked out on them and now pretends that he doesn't exist. Wow. Everything that he told me about his whole life was made up. He even hid his drug use and sex addiction from me. I just don't want another person tricked by his manipulative, psychopathic, narcissistic ways. He's a total psychopath, and people need to be warned about Charlie Newling. And then they've tagged Ali and The Bachelorette. Whoa. So, I I mean, like, we can't say that that's reliable, because I really... It was, like, third hand when it came to me, whatever. Mm. Um, Can you send it to the thread? I want to say that. Serpently. I want to say that, too. I mean, uh... Who are we to comment on the validity of uh, another person's experiences? And certainly, you want to believe someone if they say that this is what they've gone through well, yeah. um, in the context of a relationship. Uh, yeah, but, you know, yucky stuff. So Super yuck. The fact that we can, you know, I, I always come back to this is like, if it feels somewhat believable, that's not a really good sign. Um, 
Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, next time on Bachelorette, everybody's dressed up in German clothes. <laughs> oh, I Allie, cannot wait. Ali's German. Great. Uh, Do you Allie know what I I'm think it will be? I think it'll this? be respectful of other people's cultures. Oh, I, I think, bet. Yep. Um, uh, there'll be no stereotyping. No. And I think... Of brought. And I think there's going to be like a really good, safe and healthy environment because Ali says, I'm looking for the person that can drink the most beer. Yeah, it's responsible. Yeah, so I think like adding more alcohol into the equation is really going to be like a good fit for these boys. And much as Ivan must be so shattered about missing the dance date, Dan must be shattered about missing the beer date. (laughs) I'm searching my memory for why Dan... Just, I just feel like he loves I'm beer. I'm searching oh. my memory maybe for Capsicum who Dan or, is. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's a sports reporter. Is that something? Nah, he's just a lovely beery boy. Right. Yeah. Uh, and also, Ali has another single Tate with date. I mean... Oh, no. Oops. Well, you know I think I mean. this is going to be steamy. I think so, too. Yes, I think they're going right. to root and it's going to be talked about in the media because they haven't spoken about any controversy in the media for a long time. And I think mm. we're going to get some sexiness. I don't think that either of them will be able to hold themselves back, right? Uh, yeah, they're pretty much already rooting. Yeah. They're rooting each other in their minds. I mean, they Ivan are... last week claimed to be rooting with his eyes, so we'll see. Yeah. And there was that comment that like we talked about before about jacking off. Yeah. Uh, right, that's I'll be true. Thinking about this later tonight, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Guys, I know one thing. I'll be thinking about this podcast later tonight. <laughs> I'll be thinking about... Were you offering to edit it or... No. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I literally will be thinking about this podcast late into the night. Um, thank you guys so much, Max and Kelly. <laughs> You're so welcome. I'm glad thank we all got tethered together so for this. Thank you so much. Yes. And thank you listeners for joining us for another wonderful podcast. Wonderful installment. If you Our enjoyed best it. yet. I think so. Me too. Number 60. Six oh. zero. I can't believe we're sixty years old. Yeah, See, uh, it's the new, uh, it's the new fifth. What do people say about turning sixty? Diamond anniversary, baby. Uh, yeah, so buy us some diamonds, or just give us a gleaming five r- diamond fi- review. Five. <laughs> Thanks, Max. Thank you. Uh, yeah, if you like the show, fucking. <laughs> oh, I swore. Oh goodness. Share it around <gasps> with your friends. Put did us I on get social to swear? Media. I yeah. don't think you actually did. I'm not sure I if said I heard it. it. I said you butt said sex. Butt sex. <laughs> you did. Have you got anything else you'd like to get off your chest while we've got you here, Kelly? Uh, no, I'm going to save it. Oh, the suspense! So beautiful. <laughs> Maybe Tune drop in. a suggestion of Tune a swear word Kelly week. could use in our <laughs> iTunes reviews, or perhaps <laughs> Boh Pod on Twitter, Feel Bachelor of Hearts Facebook. Creative. Yeah, please. What, what's the? Uh, don't, just don't don't be mean to me, please. Mm. And, uh, yeah, you know, um, we wish you all the very best. I hope you have a wonderful week. Please look after each other and yourselves. Have a little pat on the back. Good um, patting, everybody. Yeah, drink plenty of water. Yep. It's hot out there, water. guys. And uh, um, I love you all the very best. Whatever the hell, I'm going to bed. Goodbye, we love you. Bye. 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 Bye.